right, welcome back. So as soon as this crisis started with Micah Parsons, yes. I said to myself, well, who could best analyze the actual system and the role that Jalen Hurts has in that system? Well, that's a no-brainer. Odyssey has our top insider. Nobody breaks down a tape better than the legendary Brian Baldiger. Hi, Brian. Good morning, Angelo. How you doing? Well, we're a little upset because we're being told that Hurts hasn't been that great this year. It's more the system. So you look at all this tape, Brian. Is Hertz a reason for the system working, or is the system the reason that Hertz is uh, doing so well? Jalen is the system. So just the way Lamar Jackson, when he was the league MVP, is the system, or Cam Newton in 2015 when he was the league MVP, and he was the system, and just the way Aaron Rodgers was the back-to-back MVPs. I mean, they make all the decisions every play. Run or pass, uh, you know, whether it's an RPO, he, he makes all the decisions. And his decision-making is close to flawless. Now, Mike is making these comments. Maybe Mike should have been thinking about, you know, the Houston Texans last week when he didn't have a single pressure. Not a single – he didn't touch the quarterback once. Like, maybe he should be thinking about Jacksonville this week that will smoke Dallas if they're thinking ahead to Christmas Eve. So, Jalen is – Jalen's been in an – Incredible player that only gets better. We just don't see any team in this league, Angelo, in this day and age, blow three teams out in a row. Green Bay, Tennessee, and what they did to the Giants last week. We don't see that. I don't care what the team's records are. Dallas, like, they were 98 yards away from getting beat by the Houston Texans last week. So the, the fact that they're just blowing teams out, like, there is no system. There's just great players, and their best player is the quarterback. Beautifully said, Brian. I need you to break this down a little more, though, because we're all marveling at how accurate he's been, how uh, tremendous he's been seeing the field. What is he doing this year that he didn't do as well the first two seasons in the NFL? Well, I mean, first of all, he's played a lot more football. You know, and so he, he started his first four games, the last four games of his rookie season. He went through the season last year. They did not have A.J. Brown or anybody like him. Now, he's, you know, every MVP has got, uh, you know, an elite receiver to throw it to, just the way Aaron Rodgers had Devontae Adams, a guy that you can trust to put the ball up in the air in a contested situation or a one-on-one situation, and you feel like your, your receiver is better than their defensive back, and they continually do that. It's a great relationship. Uh, he's had an entire offseason – to get healthy, he wasn't healthy at the end of the season last year. He had ankle surgery, um, but he never said anything. Or, you know, I mean, I was just sort of uh, behind the scenes. But he's been fully healthy. He had another off season to train and to study and to prepare. And so he's seen. It's like it's like a hitter, you know, going up against a pitcher. You've seen all the pitchers, and now you kind of know what hit, you know, what pitcher you're waiting on. And I think that's kind of a little bit the analogy that I would use with uh, seeing Dallas now for another time. They've played Dallas a lot better this year than they did last year, obviously. Uh, you know, and all the other teams in the division. Um, so I think that's it. And then I just think he's seeing the field really good. He's not just taking off and running the way he did his rookie year or at times last year. I mean, he's staying in there and he's going through progressions. And, you know, the offense is a lot more consistent this year with the way that they're uh, – game planning than they were a year ago when one week they look like a big 12 offense another week they look like you know something that 
we, you know, we, we didn't expect, you know, I mean, so they were more than just a running team uh, now this year. They've got uh, the three receivers that they put out there every week, Angelo, are a really good trio with Devontae, mm-hmm. uh, with Smitty, and with Quez, and with AJ. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty elite group right there. Absolutely. I, I, the the uh, odds makers, the, all the pundits on TV, Brian, are arguing uh, Hurts versus Mahomes. If you had a vote, who would get your vote right now at this stage in the season? I don't think it's close. I think it's, it's Hurts way ahead of Patrick. And, I, you know, I'm, nobody, I'm the biggest Patrick Mahomes fan there is, but, I mean, he's run for 400 more yards. You can say, well, Mahomes has more touchdown passes than yards. Well, he's thrown 123 more passes. That Jalen Hurts has, uh, you know, he's he's run for ten touchdowns. His his touchdown to interception ratio is lower. He's got a much better team than Kansas City. Now, if they play head to head, you know, might be fun to to see that. Uh, but you know, against the competition that Jalen has lined up with for thirteen games, I don't think it's a close race at this point. Awesome. I got to ask you another thing. Brad Baldwin was a terrific offensive lineman in the NFL for a long time, too. We talk all the time about how good the Eagles' offensive line is. I love, Brian, when they run the football, but I still don't sense they're totally committed to it. Could you explain to me how Miles Sanders got 1,000 yards, how much those guys up front helped him to get there? Well, it's, it's a combination. I mean, you know, they, they ran the same damn play with Lane Johnson pulling against Green Bay 11 times. You know, they just double up plays. You know, a running back, if you get enough carries, you know, they're going to get the rhythm. Uh, he's, a, he's a big part why they would run the same play 11 times. I mean, Lane got tired of pulling. He's never pulled that much in his life. But, you know, they run for 27 touchdowns, Angelo. Like, nobody's close to him. Yeah. 27 touchdowns on the ground. There's teams that aren't even close to scoring 27 touchdowns yet. They've done that just running. They're the best short yardage and goal line team in the league, and it's not even close. And why people aren't trying to copy what they do in short yards and goal line at every level of football is just astounding to me because they get in that formation where they just push Jalen from behind, and they, they succeed every time. And there's teams that are losing games because they can't gain a yard when they got to gain a stinking yard. Like, they should just watch the Eagles and copy it. It's beautiful. I, I just got to know, because you played into your 30s, Brian. Kelsey and Lane Johnson are both past 30. Kelsey's like mid-30s. How hard is it to do that as an offensive lineman? Doesn't it take longer to recover? Isn't it harder to play after you're 30? Well, Lane's, Lane's a different beast, all right? I mean, he's like, the way that he plays and the way that he trains and takes care of himself and the body that he has, he's in a little better shape. Jason. Jason is just a treasure. Like what he, I don't even, I can't even imagine what he feels like during the week. Um, as beat up as he is, you watch that guy walk around. Um, it's, you know, he's hurting, but he just loves the game so much that he just puts it out of his mind and he plays the games. I, I thought three years ago when they lost to New Orleans in a playoff game that he was going to retire. I mean, I thought he seriously, you know, contemplated and he did. Um, but he just keeps coming back. I don't know if this is, you know, the, the final go-round for Jason. I don't know how much longer the body can hold up. Um, but he's an amazing, amazing person. And he's been an amazing player. Because he put Dexter Jackson or Dexter Lawrence last week on his back. And Dexter Lawrence outweighs him by at least 60 pounds, maybe more. And he's, you know, eight years younger. 
<laughs> and he put him on his back. I mean, that's just – I don't know how he did it. Uh, Ryan, uh, we learned so much having you out. I can't thank you enough for doing this. It's an honor to have you on our show breaking this stuff down, and I hope uh, Micah Parsons hears what you said when you broke that down. Brian, Mike, you... Mike is friends. I'm friends with Micah. He knows what I say. Oh! You know, I'm just going to spit the truth. Micah better get ready for Jacksonville. I know that. <laughs> Brian, thank you, my friend. We'll talk soon. Thanks, buddy. Okay, Brian yep. Bollinger. Al, was that good breakdown? That's a breaking down yes. or something. Micah Parsons, in your face. <laughs> All right, on the line now, Al, is emerging in the final weeks of our show as one of our best singers ever. Mm-hmm. Her name is Debbie, and uh, she writes original songs. Hi, Deb. Hi, Angelo. Good morning. That's quite the build-up. I hope I live up to that. Well, you have been doing some great Eagle songs. Have you created another one for us, Deb? You know what? This was a family writing session. My husband uh, came up with the concept. I had gone to the marijuana dispensary, and we wrote as a family. It was lovely. All right. Well, I got to tell you something, Deb. I have been told that uh, pot in in you know moderation in an illegal setting is is a good creative device. Was it, uh, did it help your husband and you to be more creative? It was wonderful, and I have one really good line in this song, and maybe you'll be able to pick it out. All right, Deb, let's hear your song that you and your husband wrote. Now, I have to give you a little bit of build-up, Angela, because I know you're a radio guy. Very much. It's a one-hit wonder from the 70s based on a song by Paper Lace called The Night Chicago Died. Oh, Oh, I love that song. Let's hear this, uh, Deb, let's hear this. In the cold of a winter day, Eagle fans look for thrills. The Chicago Bears hope died. The birds swoop in for the kill. When a man named Jalen Hurts gave the Bears defense the squirts. As he ran that RPO, they didn't know which way to go. I heard the Bears fans sigh as the Eagles fans sang, fly, Eagles fly. 13-1, here we come. 13-1, here we come. That bye we need. There was shouting in the stands. Eagle fans all clapped their hands. In the end, we all could see. Soldier Field was a sea of green. I heard the Bears fans cry as once again they watched Chicago die. 13 and 1, here we come. 13 and 1, it's going to be fun. Yes, indeed. E A G L E S, Eagles. Go first. Oh, Deb, that was phenomenal. What a voice you got. Hey, Deb, I'm going to take a wild shot at the line that the pot gave you the creativity to do. Did, so it, end, did it end with the word squirts? It might have, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Good out. job. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, uh, Deb, I don't know how you do it. Deb, who would you love to meet if you could be anybody? Living or dead? No, living. Living. Um, Boy, I didn't put a lot of thought into that. Probably Stevie Nicks. I love her. Stevie Nicks. He'll be in town this Isn't summer. That Solid. ironic. Al, one of our prizes is to watch her perform. Come on. In a concert with Billy Joel. It's at the link in June, June 16th. The tickets are going on sale at Ticketmaster tomorrow at 10 a.m. 
be ready for that. That's going to oh, that's sixty eight thousand seats. So they'll sell it. Oh, absolutely. They'll sell it. Come on. Two one five. I got room for you now. I got John, Nick, Walter, Joe, and you. You will get on. Two one five. 592-9494. We're asking because Bill Belichick put on the 2006 Pro Bowl team a long snapper so that Bill could meet Pam Anderson, who the man was dating. And then what happened was the guy did not bring Pam with her. And then Bill Mistake. insulted the man on the field. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure he had a couple of bad snaps. <laughs> no doubt. 215-592-9494. When we come back, Al, I've done a little extra work today. Okay. And I'm going to help the Eagles and Shane Steichen come up with the game plan. Because uh-huh. it's going to be very basic on Sunday. And I'll explain to you what they need to do to win this game easily. All right, 724. I don't want anybody thinking I'm trying to sneak away from the comments I made at the beginning of the show where I attacked Glenn Macnow, a good friend. For and I'm going to read his tweet a second. And, okay. I, and I attacked all three people that are coming over from the midday show. Very helpful. James really Seltzer, nice. Joe DeCamera, John Ritchie. And then who else did I attack? I, those were the main guys. And the reason I attacked them is they don't think it's a big deal that Micah Parsons said, it's really the system, it's not hurts. Mm-hmm. Now, you just heard Brian Baldinger laugh at that and say that he's going to get in Micah's face because they're friends, mm-hmm. although I don't think they're going to be friends after that. <laughs> All right, But I just want you to know that. And just so you understand what, what Mac now said, because I love Glenn. Glenn's like one of my best friends, and mm-hmm. I don't have friends out. But he said... Maybe it's just me, but I'm not seeing where Micah Parsons really insulted Jalen Hurts. Mostly, he just praised the Eagles as as a team and said Hurts was part of that. He did not say that. He basically said the success of the team could be any quarterback, and Hurts just happened to be in the right place at Mm -hmm. the right time with all these weapons and this great line. Yeah. To that, all right? And to, and to all the other people that said that, and I have already invited, I do expect before the end of this show to hear from James Seltzer, to hear from Joe DeCamera, to hear from John Ritchie, and to hear how idiotic their side is. And then I would like to believe, Al, mm-hmm. after this assault on their credi- mm-hmm. credibility, that they will see it my way. What time is their show? 10. Okay. That's <laughs> when you'll see them. <laughs> It's good, Al. It's good that you're a team guy. Uh, I want to get this other thing is, uh, Ava, one second. I just, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am now going to give you, uh, Al, I did not need more than five minutes to develop my game plan for Sunday in Chicago. Here's what I did. Show up. I'm just going to show you how. No, Al, I take, see, this is the problem. The minute you think you won a game, you didn't win the game. you got to be ready to play. All right, you got to be ready to play. Rhea's right. Washington, the Eagles are way better than Washington. They lost here. Yes. Mm. That should not have happened. So here's the thing. Uh, it's just simple. I go right away out. I Google Chicago weather 10-day. All right? I go to Sunday. High, 31 degrees. Ooh, Starting temperature when they at 1 o'clock in Chicago, 28 degrees. Winds. That does not include the wind chill. Winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. Second thing I do, uh, beers run defense. Run defense because that's running weather. It's cold. It's windy. Running weather. They absolutely stink at stopping the run. 4.7 yards per carry 
21 touchdowns, the most in the league on the ground. Mm -hmm. You got a 1,000-yard runner in Miles Sanders. Mm -hmm. Rhea, does any of this add up for you yet? You you pick it up what my plan is? Yes, you would like to run the ball? Run the ball. (laughs) Oh, wait, and then after that, run the ball. Run the ball. And then keep running the ball. Save Hurts. Save everybody. Run the ball. Run a little bit more Gainwell and Scott. I'm tell you, I just want you to. I what gotta, do you want to do after that? I, Run the ball. Thank you, Mel. <laughs> and I just want you to understand why I'm making a big thing of this, because I'm telling you, the Eagles lost their punter because they forgot to do that. Oh, that is true. Yeah. On Sunday, with five minutes to go in the second quarter, they're back at their eight-yard line. All right, I'm going to play for you the four plays that follow. Because you are Al, they're up 21 to nothing. They have a three touchdown lead. It's raining out, right? And and these are the, the otherwise they, they played a great game. Yeah. But this sequence was mind boggling. Listen. On first down, Hurts backs into the end zone. He loads up. He is going deep, and it is incomplete. This time gives it off. Miles Sanders. He just takes the ball and lowers his shoulders. And picks up five yards. Hurts in the gun again. Here comes the rush. He steps up. Penalty fly down. And Hurts is going to be sacked back near the one-yard line. Aaron Sippus to punt for the first time. Eight yards deep. Steps forward. And it's blocked. It's blocked. And it's rolling around and running down the sideline with it. Aaron Sippus. And now he appears to be hurt. You, you gave them seven points because mm-hmm. they had great field position. You ended up blowing out your punter probably for the season, right? Al, all you had to do there was run. You ran one time, and he ran right up five yards. If they'd have run three times, you think they'd have got the first down? I'm betting yes. They would have given themselves some breathing room. Why are you doing that? And on third down, third and five, do you want to pin yourself back against the end zone so the guy doesn't have 15 yards to punt the ball? The whole game was great. Except for that. Yeah, cost yourself your punter. I'm telling you, Al, if I was the coach, I'd close the door, I'd sit down with Shane Steich, and I'd go, Shane, take me through the thinking on those plays. Because that's not logical. That's not not just basic, logical thinking when you're pinned up against, in the rain, you're at your eight-yard line, and you got a great running attack. I was shocked by this. Run the ball. It was right? the one. It was the one. It was I, the only I, I, thing. You can't fault Sirianni for no. anything that he's done or or, no. or Steichen because they've been great. But I they they do some curious things at at, at uh, strange times, and that was one of them. That was bad. And don't overthink it. Just run the ball. You've got a great line that loves to run it, and you you saved the season a year ago. Those guys are still there. Take advantage of it. Run the ball. Run the it, ball. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. It's the windy city. Yes. Run the ball. Ava, where are yes. we right now in our question of the day? Well, it's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Looking to buy or lease a new Silverado? Armin Chevy is your Silverado truck headquarters. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. Do you want the Sixers to trade Joel Embiid? 84% say no. See, so he's not reading that right at no, all. That would be crap. He didn't. I don't know where he got he's that. He's got to stop listening to Eskin on Saturday morning. <laughs> right, one other thing, Al, I don't know that much about this Twitter stuff. Yeah, but it appears to me that Mac now, with that silly thing there, that it wasn't it wasn't a diss at all, mm-hmm. which it most certainly was. All right, he got eleven hundred eighty nine likes. So who are those people? 
I I don't know. Are those mostly from? Are they they all Maybe from violent? Are they from violent? Maybe they're from, oh yeah, it could be. He's got a big following there. Well, he's got a huge followers. If you yeah. just tuned in, apparently I found that the birthplace of the term moron is Vineland, New Jersey. Yeah, they follow Glenn. <laughs> Stop, you guys are off. Got a big. You guys are rough. No, we're not rough. We're trying to understand. We come in every day, Alibi, and you know what we're thinking. I'm thinking we- it's almost ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, he does no, think that No, what we're thinking is By the end of this show We'll be smarter than when we started <laughs> Any and, day now And someday <laughs> it's actually going to happen Hello, John's everybody on, <laughs> John's on the line from Center City Hi, Johnny Hey, good morning, everybody How we doing today? We're doing fine, John But this, this Parsons thing Man, Christmas Eve is going to be nuts, isn't it? Uh, Christmas Eve is going to going to be an incredible game, and I can't wait for it. And listen, if you take if you take the Micah Parsons comments in just the comments alone, I can see what they're saying. But when you when you put in this the, the, the chuckle and the laugh, yep. there's no way you can look at that any other way than being disrespectful. And the fact that you know we had already beat them and handled them, he didn't do anything against us. He hasn't done, he didn't do anything against the Texans. Like who is this guy? You know, to criticize us and to criticize our quarterback, but you know what? Let us focus on this week's game, and I can pretty much guarantee that Milano's going to handle that next week on Christmas Eve. You know what it is, I, John? I realize why I I was so upset from it because watching Hurts all these games and being as awestruck as I am by how brilliant and consistent he has been, if you can't see that. And it's this obvious. What hope do you have of really understanding what you're talking about? This is one of the easiest things. You just heard Brian Baldwin. He said the MVP race, it's not even close that this is the best player. Brian Baldwin doesn't work for the Eagles. He works in the country nationwide. And he's telling you that. And he's breaking down film every day. How do these people not see what is so obvious? You know, that's a great question, Angelo. And I can, you know, and I can only... Morons. They're morons. They're morons. I think you're into something. Yeah, they're they must, dumb. They must be from. They must be from violence. <laughs> All right, again, and I don't want to. Al did this. Now it's getting out of control. I'm not saying there aren't smart people in violence. What we're saying is the term moron mm-hmm. emanated from violence in the 1800s. Don't they grow tomatoes for some soup company there? Do they really? I don't really know. If I think I heard that. If it's that. a soup company, I think that's mm, a nice Campbell's? tomato. It's a no, good, it might be yeah. the other one, the good, Italian one. Uh, anyway, uh, Progresso, that's a nice yeah. soup. Who doesn't yeah. like that soup? It's a solid soup. John, <laughs> John, oh give me somebody you would love to meet. Uh, I would love to meet Penelope Cruz. Very nice. nice. She is stunningly beautiful. Classy. And, and Al, do you know that Ruben Amaro Jr., this whole story was about meeting Pam Anderson. Bill Belichick put that uh, long snapper on the team so he could meet Pam Anderson and then the long snapper didn't bring Pam with him, even though she, he was dating her. You met Pam Anderson. Yep. Where did you meet Pam Anderson? Cleveland. What year? It was uh, 1994. Oh, that's, was, that's Baywatch. He was dating uh, Roberto Alomar. She was dating Rob- the guy who spit on John Hirschbeck, the umpire? That's the guy. All right, okay. So at least we know when they're kissing, it's kind of wet. All right, so. <laughs> oh, my God. God bless. Right, no, here's what. <laughs> how do you turn something so nice? No, but I'm, I, I, tell me what, what it was like. What, what, how did this happen? 
We were in a mall, and we were there. I was there in Cleveland. I was I don't know, I don't know the reason why. I think it was at an Eman Marcus or something like that. And of we course, you fine we dressing. We were walking around, and I saw Robbie. I said hello to him, and I looked around the corner. I said, and there she was, and she was you know leafing through some of the dresses or something. And I met her. I said hello. She was stunning. Stunning. Very attractive. Yes. Top ten. Oh yeah. Top five. Nope. Heard Maurice, the legendary broadcaster yes. for the Eagles, dissing ESPN. Uh, all I am about to ask you now is totally hypothetical. hypothetical. All right, Al, because uh, there's no indication that we would ever get the approval to be able to take a Eagles, a ESPN logo, mm-hmm. I don't know, four to six feet in length, Ooh. place it down, mm-hmm. and then go up around four to five stories high mm-hmm. and drop ripe fruit. Onto the uh, logo, mm-hmm. thereby making it into a godforsaken mess. Right. If that were to happen, however, right. hypothetically, immature. One thing that we might need, Al, is some large rotting food. All oh, right? or just older. Particularly yeah. like an overripe watermelon or cantaloupe or honeydew. Any type of melon, yeah. Or, or really, even a, a, a like a big bucket of, of ripe tomatoes. Oh, yeah. If anybody is listening who might have access to that fruit. Don't bring them here today. Not today, <laughs> but call me so I can make hypothetical arrangements for next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But again, Al, totally hypothetical. Mm-hmm, right. But I was in the supermarket the other day. You did? So were you squeezing some melons? I know that the uh, person there told me that they're all in. So. They're in? Yeah. All right. Well, good. But uh, I need a lot because yeah. when it's done, I want you to see mainly the remains of fruit and lots of seeds and a lot of liquid. Liquid. And and then I would like somebody to take a photo of it and then send it to ESPN. What a steaming pile of frijoles. What? <laughs> yeah. The steaming pile is what we're aiming yeah, for. Right. That's exactly what yeah. we're aiming for. All right. I got to get this in because I, I am sitting next to a former Major League Baseball general manager. And uh, yesterday, Noah Syndergaard, who is a prominent figure on the Eagle, uh, the uh, Phillies in the final weeks, he signed with the L.A. Dodgers one year, thirteen yeah, million. It's a good a deal. A lot of money. Nah, yeah, that's a pretty. He won. He won he was a, at twenty million last year. So yeah. let me review. Syndergaard gets one year with the Dodgers. Eflin gets a deal with the Rays. Yep. And Kyle Gibson gets a deal with the Orioles. That is three of your starting pitchers at the beginning of last year. That's three you have eliminated. And you have added one, Taiwan Walker. Correct. Very nice pitcher. Yes. But three minus one means it appears we need two more. Or wow. at least one more. Please, one more. I like I like depth. I, w- I would love to have one more. And I think that they're probably looking into that possibility. Now, they are thinking that at some point you might have Painter yeah, he's up there. Be All right, home. At some Can point. we stop with Painter? Why? I did some research on Painter. Mm-hmm. He's 19 years old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he, he doesn't pitch like a 19-year-old. He can't drink yet. He has so not <laughs> pitched above the A level. Are his numbers great? Yeah, they are. Oh, he pitched a double A last year, I think. Maybe I didn't notice. Double. I looked through the things. I didn't see much double A work. Yeah, he's he's three rungs from the big leagues. He's, no, he's it's going to be two. a good one. Yes. All right. And, and you told me Don Brown was going to be two, so I'm not too sure about you. He was for a minute. <laughs> 
<laughs> Allie had that one great month. Yeah, oh, really what a month. Six six weeks. For six weeks, Ruben Amaro was walking around. I told you he was five tools. Then we found out he was one tool. No toolbox. <laughs> anyway, I need a rope. I need one more of these guys. I think that you will at some point get a depth starter. I and, will. And I'm sure Dave Dombrowski's working on it. I would like, am I asking too much here, Carlos Rodon? Uh, that's a little high on the ask. Why? It's a seven-year dealer he's looking for. Excuse me. Um, Probably around $30 million bucks a year. The, the guy that uh, owns the Mets, does yeah. he seem worried about that? Well, he's done some foolish things, too, now. He's a I mean, $345 Cohen's... million <laughs> yeah, he dollar care. payroll. He doesn't, he doesn't care. care. When you sign a guy like Brandon Nimmo for eight years, you're, That's too you're much. a dope. It's too... Oh, really? Dopey. Ooh, Ruben Amaro attacking the owner of the Mets. Anything else you want to say no, to go I'm not, viral? I'm not attacking him. I'm just attacking the decision. That's a lot of years for a, 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 like a decent outfielder. All right, would you give 13 to Correa? Absolutely not. You would not. Not you don't like million. any of these big deals. I, no, I don't. They're, they're too long. But the, you got to pay to play. Turner, I, I don't. I Turner think the Turner Turner one. The, the Turner one is it's amazing compared to the rest of them. Yep. So eleven with Turner at twenty eight. That makes sense to you. You could do that. None of it makes sense, but <laughs> you know. But if you want the player, you got to make yeah. the move. Wow. All right. Well, I, I would like to see the maybe even higher, but. Uh, to me, pitching is a lot, and you uh, you got rid of three, and you only got one back. That's not good math. I think you need to do something there. That's all I'm saying. Let me go next to Nick in the Northeast. Hi, Nicky. Yes, gang. Nick, I'm not hearing you well. Uh, hold on. All right, wait a minute. He's doing Can something. You hear me better now? Oh, much better, Nick. What did you want to say oh, today? I just want to talk about the Eagles and how everyone's hyped about Christmas Eve, but if everything goes right, Christmas Eve won't even matter. Well, what do you mean? Do you think that the Cowboys will lose this Cowboys week? Gonna lose. Doug Peterson's going to give us an early Christmas gift. I'm going to tell you that something. That would be Nick. awesome. Nick, it would not be awesome. Nick, oh. I'm going to tell you the truth. My wife yesterday announced to the family she's going buffet so that people can remain in proximity to the screen. She's very smart. The 80, and here's the thing, Nick. If the game doesn't matter, the Eagles aren't going to win it, and then I'm going to be sad for Christmas. What are you talking about? Gardner Minshew's going to beat the Cowboys, and they're going to be even look more pathetic. All right, and what if he doesn't? What if the He's Cowboys win? The Cowboys stink. The... I hate them. They stink. They're Nick, not winning. They're Nick, terrible. Here's the bottom line. Nick, if the Eagles were somehow not to win that game on Christmas Eve, would it ruin your holiday? Uh, 99%, yeah, but I got three young kids, so I mean, like, a part of me is I can't, I can't fully die. I still got to be a little alive for them. I understand, Nick, but deep down, you're not that happy. It's not no, like, you know, you're not humming deck the halls. You know what I'm saying? I, I think what you need is no, to I'm have, a, I need a, that win, Michael Nick. Parsons. Nick, I'm going to tell you, yeah, that's it. Deck Micah Parsons. I like, Nick, here's the bottom line. That's all I want for Christmas. I don't want a car. Parsons in a pear tree. I don't want. I don't want a chainsaw, <laughs> Nick. Nick, I don't want. And I don't want new socks. Who gets a chainsaw for Christmas? I want. A, these are manly gifts. No, all I want is a win in that game. That's all I'm asking for. Oh man, I do too. Right, Cowboys suck though. All right, Nick, you're really a deep thinker. I like it. Uh, Nick, give me, give me uh, somebody you'd love to meet. The hide and seek champion, my real dad. <laughs> His real dad, oh? Is that what he said? The hide-and-seek champion? All right, you know what? Put wow. down. I, he hung up, Al, so he's not eligible. 
but he would really enjoy meeting his real dad. Okay. <laughs> that went in the direction I wasn't ready for. <laughs> Walt is up next for Brookhaven. Hi, Walter. Good morning, everybody. How you guys doing? We're great, Walt. What's happening, pal? There's something you guys don't understand that you didn't listen to in the conversation with Mike Parsons. Okay. He understands football. He knows all about football. Obviously, you guys don't know all about football. You guys have only been doing this for 33 years. All right, hold on, Walt. <laughs> I want to make sure you're quoting him correctly. Here's Parsons. I'm not, I'm not trying to make no enemies. I, I just like I just love the game so much, and I understand it so much. That... Walt, you're right. He was saying that he's so brilliant. Uh, in those years he was at Penn State, he learned so much that he he's smarter than us. Yeah, he's he's smarter than everybody. He's a cowboy. He has to know everything. Right. So, uh, But then he went on to say that it was the system. It wasn't Hurts. It hurts uh, anybody in that system would be that good because you got a great line. you got all these other weapons. Anybody could do it. Yeah, I, I could do it. I mean, put me back there. I could probably do it. Oh, aren't you old? How old are you? Yeah, I'm 61. You can't do it. You're too old, Walter. It's a system. Your arm is gone, Walt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, I don't, then, uh, where are these? Uh, Glenn Mack now. How could you tweet this out? How could you do it, Mack now? James Seltzer, what the hell is wrong with you? How did you do this on this show? You sullied this show with that dumb remark. You sully it every day. I sully it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I earned the right to sell it. James is here, by the way, if you'd he like to here? chat with him. Oh, oh, you, oh, get him in here right now. All right, Walter. Yeah, it's unbelievable that only half the people at WIP are mad about this. No, I don't understand that. Ike Reese is mad. He played the game. John Ritchie, maybe he took a shot too many. What do I know? Uh, yeah. well. <laughs> he did bleed from the head at one point. I think he did. John Ritchie and <laughs> yeah. Joe DeCamera, Walter, yeah. they're going to be on this show, Walt. And they came on yesterday and said no big deal when a, the, the number one player on the Cowboys dissed the number one player on the Eagles. No big deal. How do you yeah. say that? They're not They're not going to be good fill-ins for you, that's for sure. That well, is they're not going true. to be, that but see what's true. happening. Get in here, Seltzer. What's happening right now, Walter is this is the educational phase. Tell them, Al. Oh, yeah, oh, this is where you learn. This is where we teach all. the next guys the coming in that learning, what's the important. The moronic mentorship. Yep. All right, there. shut up. Would you just <laughs> What do you know? You went to Stanford. You went on an athletic scholarship. You didn't earn it. Walter, give me somebody you want to meet. I want to meet somebody my own age and who is spectacular and somebody that Ray Dinger turned down. Christy oh, Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. Yeah. You know what? Walter, wow. Walter's thinking clearly. Uh, now, Rube is the judge, but now Christy Brinkley is phenomenal. Yeah. She's in her 60s. Yeah, All right, James Seltzer. So, hold on, Joe. Could you play Seltzer first before I talk to the live version? So he came <laughs> out here at 940 yesterday after the Parsons they came out, yeah. and here's what he said. I didn't bristle at it the way a lot of people did. When I listened to it, it sounded like he was, you know, he was trying not to say something. It was kind of like a little on the line. I don't know. I like. I don't take it too personally. Like, Seltzer, take that back. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's hard to argue with you there, Andrew. Come on, James, I, James. He's their best player, and we got Hurts, and he's saying that anybody in that system could do what Hurts is doing. But what did Hurts say? Hurts said, I'm on to Chicago. He Belichicked him. Well, what that's do what's we great. Care what Micah Parsons has to say. He's a stinking cowboy. That's Dallas why sucks. you care, because he's a cowboy talking bad about your team and its miracle season. If you're not getting mad about that, what are you getting mad about? I, I can't get mad about anything, Andrew. I got the best team in football. I'm watching potentially, if it finishes outright, the best team in the history of Philadelphia. Like it that's is. the that's the you're upside right. of this team. I know how great Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFL right now, today. Like, what do I care what Micah Parsons has to say? He can say whatever the hell he wants. We beat them. They can go out and beat them again. It just doesn't bother me. Like, I don't, I don't, it right, doesn't, listen, I don't take it personally. I want you to understand. So. Oh, yes. Oh, Uh-oh. boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm Sit leaving down the and studio. <laughs> <laughs> You've taken over day part. We're the current hosts, one of the hosts. Everything bothers. <laughs> <laughs> if the wind is blowing the wrong way, yeah. I'm unhappy. Yeah. Yes. If we are suddenly sh- shrugging at potential big issues, come on, this is foul. Isn't it the essence of being a sports fan right. to get angry at the other team? If the if it's cloudy out, we call God at six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, James, get mad, and then those. Uh, Give me the other guys, John and Joe, because I think he they lit. You know what I learned about that show? What is? I it? may be wrong. What? The brains of that operation is Seltzer. Yeah. And I think that he tells them what to think. Because once You're Sel- me now, way too much You got to understand, here. Seltzer 940 makes that comment. Mm-hmm. Here's 10 o'clock. I don't feel offended. Well, I think he's being cautious in what he's saying. You know, we just, we had our caller say, hey, the, no one's going out there and putting bulletin board material up against our team. Yep. Like, I don't think Michael Parsons did either. I don't, I agree. I think he's being very... Careful and respectful. You see, when those guys agree, they're wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, <laughs> point, right? Let me just say, uh, it's the best point I've heard all morning, Al. <laughs> Yesterday, our replacements, oh for three. <laughs> just saying. That's Seltzer. the name of the new show, The Replacements. <laughs> Seltzer, I'm glad we had this out. I yes. feel better now. Here, all right, Angela, just real quick. Get mad easy. Real quick. I take it all back. Thank you. All right. I am angry. There you go. See, this is what you call grooming the next show. Let's use another word. All right, you're right. Can't say that word anymore. Oh, for goodness sakes. We are sharing our wisdom. That is someone right there lying to your face to tell you what you want to hear. I don't think so, Rhea. Rhea, I would know when people are lying. He's going to have a long. He's going to have a long marriage. You've never <laughs> lied to me once, Rhea, and there's no reason you would ever do that. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Uh-oh. Me 